evening. Welcome to Wednesday Evening Chapel. It's good to see you all. Turn, turn to somebody behind you, in front of you, beside you, and greet them. Say, it's good to see you this evening. Our classes. student preachers with us this evening. Um, Mason Casson is, is a student here at NBC. He's actually a senior. He'll be graduating in May and with his pastoral ministries degree. So let's welcome Mason. Mason. I think I can speak for several of you students, and including myself, and, and also even our students online. That that couldn't, this theme couldn't fit more perfectly, right? And we've been learning to trust. We've been learning to lean, and and just continuing to trust God with all of our hearts. And, and tonight we're going to continue to trust. We believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. Amen. Let us stand as we. Well, good evening and welcome. What a privilege it is for me to be here today. And I have been on this journey for five years. And finally, it is coming to a close of this chapter of my life, and I am so excited for it. And I'm excited to be able to come tonight and to share with you a message from God's Word. And I hope tonight this message will encourage you, but I hope tonight that this message will challenge you to live out your life even better than it was before, and with the Lord's help. Our title of this evening's message is The Benefits of Trusting God. We have been hearing this tune, Trust in the Lord, day in and day out, chapel service after chapel service. And we're going to talk about tonight that when we trust in God, when we do what God calls us to do, the Bible says that He will give us some things. Now, I'm not here to talk about health, wealth, and prosperity, but I'm here to talk to you about what the Bible says about what happens when we trust in God. And we'll be looking at that tonight. So if you have your Bibles with you, I'd like to invite you to turn with me to John chapter 14. John chapter 14, and we'll be looking at the first six verses this evening. And as we begin to go to the, Lord, uh, to the Word tonight, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, our hearts are open. Our minds are ready to receive what you have for us today. Lord, would you just use this time for your glorification and for your glory. May this be what you want to say and what you want to do. And we ask this in your name. Amen. <clears throat> 
John chapter 14, beginning at verse 1, says, Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you that I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going. So how do we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Bless the reading of his word. Trust in the Lord. And you wonder how this passage has to deal with the concept of trust. Uh, the passage that I chose for tonight, I actually chose it first in the in New International Version. And it says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. But I like the ESV, and so I'm going to use that this evening. But I want us to be able to, instead of believe in God, be able to use the trust in God. I'm reminded of a story of a young lady who was caught in a blizzard one day, and she was driving along the, the road, and she couldn't find where she was going. And so finally she got behind this tow truck, and she just followed this snowplow around all wherever it went. And finally, after an hour and a half, the snowplow stopped, and the guy got out and said, What are you doing? And she said, Well, I'm lost in this desert. I don't know what to do. And so I just thought I'd follow you around. And she said, Well, you're more than welcome to follow me. I just finished doing the parking lot here at uh, Walmart. I'm going to be heading over to Kmart next. <laughs> Oftentimes when we think of trust in the Lord, we know that God wants us to do something. We step out in faith, and like the woman, we just kind of mosey around. But in the times of trials, in the times of or in the times of undesertion, and in the times of un un unclearness, we sometimes need God to supply us with some help in order for us to be able to trust Him better. And so I want to look at those things tonight. And I want to present to you just real quickly three benefits of trusting God. And let's look at those things together. So what are the benefits of trusting God? First of all, trust in God brings us comfort. Jesus says in John 14, verse 1, Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Trust in God. Believe in me. Trust in me. It's interesting that chapters 13 through 17 are a very important time in the lives of not only Jesus' disciples, but Jesus himself. He's getting up to the time where he is about ready to be, to be arrested and crucified, and this is the final opportunity that Jesus has to share some very intimate details about what's going to happen when he leaves with his disciples. And most of the time when we think of the Last Supper, we think of the little cups of, of grape juice and the little bitty uh, little pills of bread that we, we eat, but we forget that there's so much that went on that night in Jesus's, in this time. And so Jesus is, is simply preparing them for his death. And the first thing that comes out of his mouth after they wash and they have their meal, he says, let not your heart be troubled. Things are going to get a lot worse. But, he, but then he says, but believe in me. Believe also in my Father. And so time and time again, we see this concept of comfort. Jesus is comforting his disciples. He comforts them when he says, the Holy Spirit, the helper, will come upon you. I won't leave you as orphans. I will help you. And so again and again, we see this concept of comfort. And I believe that this comfort is mainly manifested through peace. Look at John 14, verse, or John uh, 16. 
verse um, 33. It says, I have said these things to you so that in me you will have peace. Now he doesn't say that because I give you peace you'll have no more problems, no more worries. Everything will be a-okay, right? No, directly after that he says, in this world you will have tribulations or troubles or whatever your version says. But what is he saying? He says, it's going to get worse. But then he goes on again with the comfort. But take heart or be of good cheer. I have overcome the world, praise the Lord. Christ has overcome the world and we can have peace in those times of trials because we know that God gives us the peace. John 14 verse 27 says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be, be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Again, Jesus is speaking words of comfort, words of hope, words of, of peace to his disciples. But not only that, I believe that trusting God, not only does it bring us comfort, but it brings us hope. Watch the news, friends. With everything that's going on over in Egypt, everything that's going on in, over in Libya, everything that's going on here, we just don't know which way to turn. And sometimes we just don't know what we're going to do. But friends, we can have hope. Look at what Jesus says in John 14, verse 2. He says, In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you that I go and prepare a place for you. He says, But if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back again. He's not just going to ditch the road and say, you guys just figure it out on your own. I'm out of here. No, he says, I will come again. And he says, and when I come again, I will take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. Friends, we can have hope that Jesus Christ is coming again. And that when he comes again, he will receive his believers together that we can be with him for all eternity. Friends, that's good stuff. That'll preach. That'll preach. We don't have to live in this world of, of pain and suffering and financial problems all our lives. There's going to be a time when God's going to come and redeem all that stuff. That's good stuff. I'm looking forward to that. I'm excited. Now what is this hope? Well hope, I like what Dr. Russell said in his class the other night. Hope is positive expectation. Hope is positive expectation. It is, I am positively expecting Christ to come back. Why? Because the word says so. The B-I-B-L-E, that's, that's the book for me. I stand alone on the word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. I like what Paul says when he says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he says, I tell you this, brothers and sisters, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable. The, the imperishable. Behold, I tell you mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. For the trump will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. For this perishable body must put on the imperishable, and this mortal body must put on immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable, and the mortal puts on immortality, then we shall come to pass, saying, that which is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting is of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. 
but look at here, watch this. But thanks be to God who gives us victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. Therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that the Lord, your labor is not in vain. Christ is coming back and we can have hope in that. Now, I'm not here to tell you when he's coming back or whether he's coming back before the tribulation or in the middle. I don't care about that. I'm ready when he comes back. Are you ready? Praise the Lord. I'm ready. The purpose of the end times is not to scare us, but rather it's to give us hope, give us that positive expectation of the future. I used to remember growing up, my grandma used to love to play the piano. And I used to remember growing up, my grandma used to play the song, This world is not my home, I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. I'm having a positive expectation of Christ's return. And that's one of the benefits of trusting God. Finally, a third benefit of trusting God is it brings us assurance. Oh, Thomas was having a hard time, that, that poor Thomas. He just never got it. Even after Jesus Christ rose from the dead and everyone was saying, Jesus rose, and Peter said, or Thomas says, I won't believe unless I put my hands in his handprints and my hand in his side. Finally he did, and he said, my Lord and my God. And I could just see Jesus going, yes, Thomas, you're right, but you didn't get it. You didn't get it. He got it, but it took him a while. And he goes, he says in verse 4 of, of John chapter 14, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? And Jesus, as plain as day, says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Can I be offensive for a moment? Are you preaching that from your pulpit? Are you preaching that from your Sunday school class? Because a lot of people won't want to hear that because it's offensive. We want, to be, we want to be open to other things. No, friends, that's not what's going to get you into heaven. Jesus is the only way, and if you don't believe him, you won't get in. And you know what? We as lay people, we as pastors, we as teachers, as counselors, we need to be preaching and sharing with others that Jesus is the only way. That was what they used to teach back in the olden days, and that's what brought people in. Jesus is the only way. Jesus didn't say it was Jesus and something else. He said, I am the way. He was very clear on that. Well, that's easy said than done, right? Oh, it's easy to know that God brings us comfort and hope and, and, and assurance. But you want to know something? The reality of it is it's hard to trust God sometimes, isn't it? It's hard to trust God. Why? Well, I think there's, there's three reasons why we have a hard time trusting God. First of all, we have a hard time trusting God because we're going through some kind of a trial. Some kind of a trial or problem. Someone's in the hospital, lost my job, can't pay the rent. The story goes on and on. And we need hope or we need comfort. We need times and peace to know that I got this taken care of. Trust in me. Second, another reason why is because we're worried about the world. Oh no, the stock market's going down. Oh no, this is happening. Oh no, something's going on in Egypt. Christ is coming back. Don't worry. Christ is coming back. We can have hope. Finally, we are struggling with the fact, is Jesus really who he says he is? 
And I have to admit that this is one of the things that I think most ministers are struggling with in the pulpit today. They don't want to offend other people. They don't want to make other people mad in the pulpits. Do you really love your people? If you really love the people, you'll tell them the truth. I have a friend, and I love him very dearly. But you know what? He tells me the truth. I ask him, so how, do I, how did I preach this evening? And he'll tell me if I did a good job or if I didn't do a good job. But you know what? I like the fact that he tells me the truth. We need, we need to not be worried. We can have assurance that Jesus is the only way. I remember when I first got out here to Bible college, I didn't have a job. I, uh, I worked at Walmart for a year as a maintenance associate, and um, it was an awesome opportunity, and I came out here, and I didn't have a job. I didn't, I didn't have money. I didn't have anything. And I came out here, and I was out here for a while, and I remember one time, I think it was in November or December, I got a piece of paper on my apartment complex saying I had a week and a half to come up with this amount of rent or I had to find a new place to live. And I remember going into my, into my apartment in there and, and I was like, Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do. And the Lord brought me to the message. I'm, I'm not a big fan of the message translation, but the Lord brought me to the message. and He brought me to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. And, and it says that, it, that Paul says it was so bad we didn't think we were going to make it. But it says, you know what, it turned out for our good because it kept us focused on him. And not a bad idea since he's the God who raised us from the dead. And he saved us from certain doom. And he'll do it again, saving us as many times as we need saving. He'll do it. Maybe you're in a, some kind of a problem. Maybe you're in some kind of a situation where you just need to be reaffirmed of God's comfort tonight. Or maybe tonight, I, I, I don't know, but maybe tonight you're in some kind of a situation and you just don't have any hope. And you need some hope tonight. Or maybe tonight, you're struggling with the fact of, of teaching or preaching or sharing with a friend at work. Is Jesus the only way to heaven? And you need assurance that Jesus is the only way. Friends, tonight I'm going to be quite frank with you. These are benefits that the Bible tells us are true and trustworthy. We can take those to the bank. God says if we trust in Him, He'll give it to us. Because the Word says that. Not me. The Word says that. I don't know. I'm, as we come to a close here, maybe tonight you're struggling with some one of these areas. Or maybe tonight, just maybe, you know someone that is. That person's been heavy on your heart, heavy on your mind. There's an old hymn that goes, Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. I was wondering if we could sing that song. And, and while we're singing, if there's just someone that needs to come to the altar and, and pray, maybe for yourself or maybe for someone else, I'd like to invite you to do that at this time. And then maybe at the end, I'll, I'll, well, at the end I'll come back and I'll close this in prayer. have Mason to come here in just a second and, and close us in prayer but don't you want to thank him tonight for just preaching the word
thinking before the service began uh, it's really intimidating at times to preach in front of your peers but then when you have the New Testament scholar and the Old Testament scholar sitting right in front of you it makes the, the peer thing look pretty simple Thank you for preaching God's Word. We've, in many cases, we're shying away from preaching God's Word. Preach on a lot of different things. But Mason, you were true to preach on God's Word tonight. I remember when you were about ready to pack up and head for home. stood right out there in that parking lot and said, Mason, it's going it's to be okay. You remember that? And we blinked, and he's now a senior. Come pray for us, would you? Lord, those words are so true. Father, trust and obey, for there's no other way. Lord, I don't know about the people that are sitting in this room, but this has been one of the most challenging messages I've ever preached. Because, Father, I've struggled with each and every one of those points. There's been times in my life, God, where you know that, that I've struggled with the fact of having comfort. I've been there. Lord, there's been times when I just wanted to give up on the world and I needed hope. And there were times that I wanted to compromise on the doctrine of God's word and preach that, a non-offensive gospel, but you gave me assurance. Father, I'm not just saying this because it sounds good. I'm saying this because your word tested and it's true. And we can lay hope to that tonight. And I just pray, Father, that as we go forth, that we wouldn't just hear this message, Father, but that we would do it. James says that do not merely listen to the words and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. Help us to apply that today. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Thank you.